Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our July 12th version of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We always start our show off with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Dear God, we thank you so much for letting us have this technology and letting us have the support that we have and letting us have a chance to really get these great stories out that nobody else really seems to be covering. Pray that um, that this can continue, that your blessings shine upon us, and that we'll be able to somehow as a state and as a country, learn how to work together in order to get soccer in a better place. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. And Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. All right, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at De La Salle High School, and I'm also the director of coaching at Soccer Innovations, which is starting up in a couple of days. It's like it just never ends. Anyhow, um, soccer's year-round, and uh, that's what we love about it, I guess, you know, too. Uh, but I'm going to take a week off with my family and uh, and try to uh, reconnect with them strongly before I start really uh, uh, kicking in the, the club gear mode, you know. Um, we had a really good show for you today. Great interviews today with one of the best teams we fielded in Louisiana, okay. Uh, and, of course, that's the Louisiana Fire Team that just won the U.S. Club Championship Um uh, Doug Freeze is the head coach. We're going to have a bunch of his players and uh, and his comments, which are pretty profound uh, for you to, to enjoy. And uh, uh, and I think you, you, it's going to be well worth the listen. Um, today, uh, I just want to let y'all know that uh, we're just going to focus our show on that right now. But then we're going to look at what I think is really ugly results throughout uh, the national tournaments that have been going on, not just uh, in the President's Cup, uh, the ML, uh, our National Youth Soccer Cup is coming up. We just had U.S. Club Soccer, and uh, we had the MLS Direct uh, Cup, and uh, we'll show you where Louisiana ranks on the next show, and uh, we still have to watch out for the U.S. Youth Soccer Cup, which uh, this team is going to. And so uh, I think when that's all together, uh, I'll do a real um, heavy analysis of all of that. And and we'll see where we stand. And then we've got to ask ourselves a critical question. Is MLX next where we need to go? Uh, I got a feed today that I put on my Monday Night Football uh, Twitter um, account. Uh, I heard that U.S. Soccer is doing research on why people of quote-unquote color are not playing soccer. And I invited them to listen to our past episodes and to contact us. Uh, yeah, not just me, but all of us who listen to the show. It was really neat to see Louisiana feedback on that Twitter feed. I don't really hang out on Twitter too much, but that kind of popped up on my phone screen and... Uh, uh, obviously, we did the right thing when it comes to this this fire team. Uh, are we doing the right thing when it comes to kids who know no chance of being able to pay and be a part of a team like that that flies out to Denver, then California, and, and the like? Uh, it's something we really got to cover. And I think it's something we really got to chew on because every time I brought my teams abroad, 
I've always run into Brazilian teams, teams from Haiti. Haiti's the poorest country on earth, okay? But yet their teams are outfitted, disciplined, and they play really, really good soccer. You know, uh, Nigeria is another example, uh, and the list goes on and on. Whenever I go to Europe, okay, those teams are there. And uh, my kids are paying $3,000, $4,000 to pay to play in this. I know that those kids aren't paying a dime. So where's that money coming from? And who's supporting soccer at, at the at the levels that they can put these kids on an airplane and bring them either to I went, the last tournament I was into was by Barcelona. You know, so it's a lot of good stuff that I want y'all to chew on uh, and pay attention to the headlines for the next week. And uh, we're going to dive right into it uh, on our next show. But we're going to pay our bills. We're going to thank uh, uh, Olive Branch, who, a place that I think I'm going to be going to get dinner t- tonight at. A wonderful restaurant. They sport youth soccer, and we can't thank them enough for that. So we'll give them their, their props, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Doug Fries and, and a lot of really excited uh, players uh, from that Louisiana Fire team that just um, made our state proud by winning the national championship. So Monday Night Football, we'll see you after the break. At the Olive Branch Cafe, only the freshest ingredients go into everything we serve. Our dough is prepared daily, and now the West Bank's best-tasting pizza is delivered 10.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. seven days a week. The Olive Branch Cafe, Marrero and Algiers. Hey everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, and we're glad to have on board with us many members of the Louisiana Fire 05 Red Team that's been having a, a heck of a run the last few years. First, we'll start off with their coach, Coach Doug Freeze. Welcome back to the show. Right off the bat, what was y'all experience in the last five, five or six days? This is a team that has been in this competition before. They understand that when you play at this level, first you're going to get extremely talented teams that you're going to come up against, and it simply gets harder as the week goes along. One, because once you break bracket, you know, you're down to you know top four teams, and two, before you get to those semifinals, you've already had three tough days of soccer in a row, and it's a competition without a day of rest, so you play games on five consecutive days. And a big part of understanding how to be successful in this sort of competition is recognizing the wear and tear on the body and being disciplined enough as players to uh, take care of yourself during that period of time. Prepare yourself by hydrating a couple of days before you head to the competition. Hydrate throughout the competition. You take ice baths every single day and you know, eat appropriately sleep appropriately it seem like small things and they are but they're absolutely essential fundamentals in order to be prepared to play the other thing that they're experiencing the last couple of years yet allowed them to bring into the competition was the ability to deal with adversity because this is a team we don't like playing from behind but we know how to do it and you know we trailed in our third bracket game Yet, you know, they got off the mark first. And in our semifinal game, we were down 2 nothing at halftime, tied it up, then we were down 3-2, to two. then we were down 4-3. to three. 
we only equalized in the last couple of moments of regular time. And we didn't take our first lead until Grace Green, who scored in every game in the competition, managed to put us ahead. And you know, it, it is something that really is telling that the team can be successful in this way. We brought a brand new keeper with us, Riley Kuyper, who's online with you. And you know, we were able to add Riley to the roster. You know, it was very fortunate because she had not played U.S. club the preceding year, so she was eligible. And our regular keeper was not with us, and Riley stepped in. And yeah, I'll never know whether our keeper could have done as well as Riley because she wasn't there. All I can tell you is there's no way in the world she would have done better than Riley. Riley was outstanding. She had a couple of big saves in the lead-in, and probably the te- the play that best typified you know, the team effort that this group was able to put in there after scoring a goal 30 minutes into the final we held on in a very tight tight game for the next 50 minutes riley made a couple of big saves along the way and yet after making one save we weren't able to get the ball clear ball came looping back in and jane schneider who is usually a midfielder she had to step in at left back due to an injury to veda kinchin our starting left back in the uh, first half and she made a spectacular clearance off the line. And uh, I've mentioned to you before we came on the air that, that I misspoke so, somewhat. I'd said all 10 field players who began the game on the field played at least two positions. That's incorrect. One of them, Veda, was injured during the first half. Oh, wow. Uh, but other than Veda, every single one of them played in at least two positions during the course of that game. I meet, made 17 different changes to position or attack. And they were seamless. A lot of teams can't handle being given any one change during the game. And I counted 17 different decisions I made during the game that changed, you know, could have changed things for the worst for us. And instead, everything seemed to work out well. And, and they took every single one of those modifications in stride. It's just a very mature team. So the Bayside team that you played, did he, were they as good as the KC Fusion? I would not consider them as good as the team we played in the final. The team we played in the final was spectacular. The scoreline reflects that it played out as a very, very, very even game. Bayside had a bunch of goals in them, and, and they were effective in a 5-4 win in the semifinal. All four goals were scored by one player. She was just a special player, and we had our hands full. We did enough at the end, but then coming back to Riley, we take the lead. We're going into the very last minute of extra time in overtime, and yeah, that same girl who already scored four was determined to get a fifth in, and it took a fingertip save from Riley that has made her Twitter famous. Oh, really? Uh, it was an impressive uh, strike, and it was an even more impressive save. Okay, and uh, it seems like your semifinal game, too, with Pennsylvania team was, was no walk in the park either. No, no. They were very organized. They had a clear plan, which was to feed their one stud forward, and they played a 3-6-1. So they were able to get up to a 2 nothing lead on us because we were getting overwhelmed in midfield at the start of the game. Fortunately, the games, every one of the games included a water break, 
and we were able to talk for just a brief moment or two at the water break and you know recognize what they were doing and you know we made a few small changes and we started to grow into the game and while we didn't put anything in in the first half the signs were there that we were now the better team as the game was going along and that is very definitely how it played out at the end okay fantastic let's see if we can get some of the girls on isabella are you ready yes sir okay so what was your most memorable experience over there in colorado memorable experience has to be i think the semi-final game yeah there was a lot of you had to fight back a lot it took a lot of hard work and a lot of a lot of it showed throughout how determined we were to win and how losing just wasn't an option and it really showed our fight and how much how hard we worked at practice and i think it was just a really good kind of sneak peek of how hard that we work every day at practice and it really showed through our whole game and i think it was just a really great experience because it kind of put into like like it kind of showed how hard we work all the time at practice there so i just think it was a really great experience excellent thank you this is riley Yes, sir. Oh, so you're the mad keeper. Okay, so was that shot that Coach Freeze talked about the hardest shot of the whole tournament? Yeah, yeah probably. I was really nervous I was going in because she, uh, she really placed her shots and they had good pace on it. So whenever she shot that, I was like, that's going in. There's no way I'm touching it. And then I got a fingertip to it, and I was like, oh, my God, I just saved that. And then me and Stella just kind of had a moment where we celebrated and got a corner. So. Fantastic. How long have you been playing goalie? Six years, probably. Okay, okay. So this is your first year on the 05s? Reds? Um, so last year I did not play club soccer, and um, thankfully my uh, club this year, Mandeville Soccer, was letting me play with the 05s. So I was able to be put on the roster, um, and the girls were super welcoming. And now that the tournament's over, I'm going to be taken off. But I'm going to be playing for the MSC 06 girls. Okay, understood. But um, But it was a great experience, though, huh? Oh, yeah, like one of the best. It was it was so awesome to be there. The team was super welcoming, the uh, competitions, everything. Okay, everybody who's listening out there, isn't it nice when clubs are working together to give kids these kinds of experiences? Are, are you are you uh, appreciative that Mandeville uh, released you to be able to do that? Oh, yeah, I'm um, overjoyed about it. I um, Yeah, it's a really great experience, and I'm happy that they've given me that, and hopefully I can take what I've learned from that tournament and use it Fantastic. Thanks for being with us. Lainey, what was your role in this uh, whole whole experience this week? Well, I played a lot of different roles this weekend, honestly. I got moved around to just about every position throughout the entire series of the tournament. I started off the first three bracket games playing outside back and switching off with Jane Schneider for it because we had our center back, Cece, come in late to the tournament and which ultimately helped because she had fresh legs for the last two games and then I started our semifinal game in the midfield with Stella Martin and towards the end of the game I got moved up to right forward and, <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately I and Jane Schneider I consider it like a two-person goal because I wouldn't have scored unless Jane Schneider also got in the attack and helped distract the keeper to put it lightly 
<laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. What, 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 what was that all about? Well, um, in the last couple minutes of the game, we got scored on. So it was four three, and we were about to lose the game. And I got moved up to right forward, and Jane was playing right outside back. And uh, someone crossed the ball, and I believe it was Beta Kenshin, and it I let it go over my head and ran towards the keeper and the keeper was coming out too and Jane ran with us and so I slid to get the ball and the keeper was so distracted that Jane was going to get the ball that she just kind of lost it and I got a touch in and it ultimately ended in our team having a cute little dog pile moment (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, thanks. What what position do you like to play the best? Like when you get to the pros, what are you going to be playing? <laughs> well, I like to play in the midfield the most probably. Uh, I was overjoyed whenever CC came back and I got to play <laughs> midfield again. But I'm fine with playing in any position. I just like being on this team. I like playing soccer with them. Honestly, I could play any position on this team and still love every second of it. That's the impression I've had watching y'all throughout, I mean, uh, keeping up with y'all throughout the years, is that y'all just love playing with each other, you know? Uh, you get along, there's no rivalries, no high school distractions. Am I right about that? Yes, sir. We all get along pretty well. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Laney. Cece, so you played center back and you had fresh legs. I, I haven't asked any of y'all this yet. How did y'all deal with the altitude? It's not as oppressive as ours, right? No. It's just dry heat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Every time I go west, I have asthma, and it's its a challenge for me. And I'll, it, it takes, it usually takes days to get acclimated, so you had to come right off the bat and, and go out and, and get on the field. Was fatigue a factor at all? Not really, but because just I was able, because of the water breaks and all the oxygen, I was able to, like, help myself like not feel as tired as I would have been without those things and just breathing was more so an issue than fatigue but overall I think it was okay all right well talk about you're in the you're you're center back so you get to see everything in front of you how did how is a typical way that y'all attack the ball once you steal it all right how do y'all flow from the back to the front to score which y'all which y'all if, if somebody were just to come watch y'all out of the blue, you know, what would they see? Well, we're a very, like, quick possession type of team. So normally there's, like, a constant flow between our midfielders are really good at switching it and holding it and knowing where to pass it. And so it's very, like, easy for us to, like, go uh, wide and then up and then cross. So it's very, like, quick touches and quick passes. So it's very, like, constant flow motion. Okay, excellent. Well, thanks. Jane, I haven't talked to you yet. We only got a few minutes left to go. Jane, what was your role in this whole in this whole bit? 
Okay, so um, it sounds so like you were the I team comedian. <laughs> I guess you could be that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I guess you. I, I guess I'm stuttering. Um, my role definitely was just to help out the team a lot because um, whenever we are missing a position or there's a position that needs to be taken over, I definitely feel like I'm one of the go-to's to help fill in that position. Like, uh, when Beta went out, it played outside back. We lost one of our other outside backs. We didn't have many of our outside backs, actually, this weekend. Most of them didn't come or one is injured. So, taking over that role, I played a lot of center. I played a little bit of center And overall, I took my role, which to help contribute and bring fun and competitiveness to team. <laughs> All right, thanks. Okay, so Stella, what is your role? Well, I'm on team captain, so I kind of just, like in the 2-0, when we were down in the semifinals, I feel like my role was just to kind of pick everybody's heads up and make them see that this game was not over at all. Obviously, we won 5-4. to four. Our team has the most fight of any team, I think, in the state of Louisiana. We don't take losing very well at all, and... I think my role is just kind of to bring everybody's spirits up and to bring a high work ethic because our team works extremely hard. Okay, being the captain, when y'all do find yourselves behind the eight ball, you know, you're, you, uh, the other team has scored, how do you get your team to refocus or to, uh, to double down with their focus so they stay positive? I think all it takes is to bring up how hard we work in practice when nobody's around. When we remember that, it's all uphill from there. We Nobody really drops work ethic either way. We never give up. We have never been in a game where we're down and we're like, oh, I guess it's over. It's 2-0 at halftime. There's no way we're going to score. It doesn't really take much with this team. It's amazing playing with a team like this. I don't know how to even describe it. Yeah, and I, I got that impression uh, that your work ethic is high, which makes today kind of curious. Uh, you got the day off today, but aren't you expected to run six miles? <laughs> Morris, we don't have practice, so there's no days off. <laughs> okay, fantastic. All right, Coach, let me finish up with you. Now that you've done this in multiple years, I'm curious, uh, what do you think is the harder to win, U.S. youth or U.S. club? So it's a little bit hard for me to say. Uh, okay. If we are successful, yeah, about uh, 10 days from now, I'll talk to you again and, and give you that answer. Here's the simple truth of the matter. By the time you get down to final four teams in U.S. club and you know, when you're at eight teams in uh, U.S. youth, you're dealing with the best teams that you can find. These are exceptionally strong teams. We were the underdog in our semifinal and our final, the underdog in our last bracket game. This coming week, we will be the underdog in all three of our games in bracket. And that is something that we come to expect, and team has done very, very well working their way through it. If I could real quickly, I want to mention a couple of other players because uh, their names didn't come up as we were talking. Shelby Wallace, Katie Mayhew, Julia Spies, Carolina Mahaffey, and 
you know, uh, Chloe Robbins, Nia Bridgewater were all absolutely outstanding. And I'd also like to throw a quick mention out there to Kendall Ghidros. The reason Lady played right back and Jane had to play some right back is that we we lost Kendall to a torn ACL. Oh and, my! Uh, just before this tournament began, and it was a big loss, and we're certainly going to feel it again next week. But this is a team who step in and do some work, and they did a great job. Julia and Grace Green can only play U.S. club with us. They can't play in nationals, USYS nationals. They hadn't played U.S. club this past year, so we were able to register them after our club's tryouts this year, and they both contributed amazingly well. Julia played primarily center back and also some at defensive mid, and Grace got on the score sheet in every single game and scored the winners in both the semifinal and final. So I think this team is going to enjoy having those two in and contribute well. I coach both players in ODP, so I know that their work ethic matches these girls. And the last comment I'll make is my time with this team is up at the end of this next competition. Unfortunately, I've had the pleasure, uh, the blessing of being able to work with them for the last four years. And they accepted my challenge to be as good as I knew that they could be. I was ambitious for them, and they have become ambitious for themselves, and the results show. They're just an extraordinary group of young women. And again, while I'm sorry that my time with them is up, I expect great things of them going forward. What I told them before the NPL finals began was between these two competitions, I could watch them play as many as 10 more times, five in each competition. They gave me the first five. Now I'm hoping they give me game four and game five at USYS because they're so special to watch. Three games is not going to be enough for me. Okay, okay. Is it, I've got two minutes left, but I'm curious. Is this team going to stay together? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Look, this team, I have nothing to do with this team's ultimate success. I'm just the coach. Something I really dislike are coaches who make the mistake of thinking that they're the reason teams are successful. Yeah. I am not the reason this team has been successful. They are the reason that they have been successful. And I think they have a good coach coming in to take my place. Yeah, um, but make no mistake about it. Yeah, if they're as successful as I think they're going to be, it's going to be because of them. It wasn't because of me, and it's not going to be because of the next guy. It's going to be because of them. They're that special. Excellent. So the, the, the new initiative that we're working on, MLS Next, is that going to affect the team at all? No. No. MLS Next is on the boys' side. There is something they're doing on the girls' side, and they're still trying to shape that. Oh, okay. I believe that you know, fire players will play a part, maybe a substantial part in that. That's still being worked out on the girls' side. Okay. Yeah, but it is not something that would in any way interfere with their ability to participate in the competitions in which they've been so successful in recent years. Excellent. Well, girls, I think that y'all go down uh, as one of the best Louisiana teams you've ever had, and I still want to see y'all continue. That's what I was hoping for. But we're out of time, but thank y'all so much for coming on the show, and we'll be paying attention, okay, 10 days from now. God bless y'all. Thank you, Alan. All righty. Wow, everybody, what an interview, huh? 
it's really refreshing. It's really uh, more than refreshing to hear how Doug spoke and talked about the role of a coach. I've always believed this, that players win and coaches lose. Um, but having said that, he kind of told you in, in the interview, though, that he made some significant, significant decisions to put the players in a position to win. Coaching does matter. It really, really does. But for the coach to take credit for the kids buying into the changes and the things you want to implement, I do believe Doug is right in, in saying that that's a mistake. And I think it bleeds over on the flip side where everybody is so quick to blame the coach for the failure of a team. Sometimes the failure of the team is just the failure of the team to buy in uh, to what the coach is trying to say and do. Okay, how many times do we see that um, in Euro uh, tournament this year? And 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 the and the fans just demanding the heads of the coaches for not winning the whole thing. And that that I think that I think that's a mistake. Okay, now if a coach makes a mistake and they lose a game, okay, well that's a coach who's not going to make that mistake again. To take all that experience and all that work and just uh, and just get rid of it. I don't know. Uh, I see it happen time and time again, not just in soccer either. Uh, but uh, it's a fine line. The coach that is really good at coaching and has his players to buy in is probably a coach who understands that the kids could not buy in at any time, and then it's over. It, it'll be over, okay? Uh, and the kids aren't going to get expelled, let's say, from a school team or a club team. The kids aren't going to be the ones who are going to be kicked off the team uh, from the administration. It's going to be the coach, you know. So it's a well-oiled machine. And in high school, it's even more parts because the principal's got to support the athletic director. Athletic director's got to support the coaching staff. The coaching staff has to support the players. The players have to support them. And then the key cog to all of it is the parental support. Parental support. When you have all of those rowing in the same direction, who are merciful with one another, all trying to uh, achieve the very same thing, uh, it's it's something powerful. And I think that's obviously what this team has attained. The parental support, it costs a lot of money to go do these tournaments all over the country. Uh, they have a, a coach who's got a game plan who can make adjustments and, and and coach on the fly. You got players who are not stuck in a position and they could do and they are not selfish and they can do what the coach needs at the time the coach needs it. Uh, those kind of teams, y'all, from a coach uh, who's been coaching since 1986, I'm telling you, is a dream come true and it is a rarity. It is a rarity. Every team is different. Every season is different. And when you when you get all the cylinders to click, it's a special, special thing. You might not win a championship with that team. One of my favorite teams is the team that was um, not allowed to go in the playoffs because we lost a coin flip with Rummel. Uh, we had the three, Brother Martin, Jesuit, and Rummel were tied for first place in the Catholic League. And back then, only number one and number two went. So number three was gone. And, uh, and after that, it was so ridiculous. The state passed a, uh, a wild card. Uh, rule and the rest is kind of out of control now it's too many teams make the playoffs but that's another show another topic for another day anyway next week we're going to talk about all of the results of all of the national tournaments and see how louisiana fared on monday night football you voice for youth soccer this is coach alan de god bless you and your families and enjoy the rest of the summer bye-bye